welcome to The Music Makers Podcast, the podcast for elementary music educators. I am your host, Marissa DeVoe. Thank you, everybody, for being patient with me. I know I did not release my episode last week when I was supposed to, per to my schedule, but, you know, getting back into the swing of teaching has been pretty chaotic, and I've got a lot of personal stuff going on that is also keeping my life very busy, and for my own mental health and sanity, I had to cut something out. So unfortunately, that was an episode for this, but I'm back again, and I hope to continue to make more episodes when I have the time. So thank you for listening and being patient with me. Today, we are going to talk about songs and activities for teaching tempo. If you haven't listened to the fourth episode, which was about songs and activity for dynamics, I recommend that you listen to that before or after this episode. There is a lot of overlap I'm going to talk about, especially when I get to the specific repertoire and lessons I use. Much like when teaching dynamics, there are varying levels of tempo we teach to different grade levels. For me, my kindergartners focus mostly on being able to just identify, play, move, and sing the difference between slow and fast. Then in first grade, students learn the formal names of Largo and Presto and begin exploring everything in between. In second grade, students should be able to identify, move, sing, and play Largo, Moderato, and Presto. I do a lot of singing or playing acharrando or ritardando, but students don't learn the formal words for those, personally for me, until a little bit later on. In third grade, we add in andante and allegro. Finally, by the time students are in fourth grade, they should be able to sing, play, identify tempos by their Italian names, and move their bodies to largo, andante, moderato, allegro, and presto. Fourth graders learn the word accelerando and retardando if it is written in a piece of music we are working on. So if in choir there's an accelerando marked, we talk about it then. Later on, I'm going to provide you with some activities and repertoire you can use to reach any level of tempo instruction. So what is the importance of teaching tempo to elementary students? For starters, there have been many studies that found that students respond and prefer music that is faster tempo. Playing with various tempos can pique students' interest, especially when they are at an allegro or presto tempo. But overall, tempo has to do with expression. Songs aren't just given a largo tempo for the fun of it. Tempo is set for a specific reason. The composer is trying to express something in their piece, and tempo is one way to do that. Tempo informs the way the audience reacts to the piece of music. Oftentimes, tempo that is fast is perceived as happy or exciting, while music that is slow is considered sad or upset. Referring back to our episode on dynamics, I referenced Elizabeth Caldwell, music educator and personal blogger, and she pointed out that it is not enough for our students to just be able to know the difference between loud and quiet. Students need to know how dynamics inform and provide expression to the music. The same idea is applied to tempo. Of course, for our kindergarten and first grade students, it is so important for them to listen and understand the difference between fast and slow. But we must always try to connect it back to the purpose of it in the music and the way it is used for expression. One of our jobs as elementary music educators, in my opinion, is to prepare students to be lifelong musicians by teaching them at a young age necessary skills and concepts to be successful. 
Tempo is no doubt a key skill and concept that all musicians have to know and understand. I think instructing our young students on how tempo informs expression is just as important of a concept. This idea will result in students having a true understanding of tempo in relation to music and expression. We are going to take a quick break. When we return, I will share some tempo activities and repertoire I do with my students. When you need a musical instrument for your child to play in the school band or orchestra, you have a lot of questions. Can I get the brand of instrument that the teacher recommends? Is the instrument maintained in proper playing condition? If the instrument needs repairs, or a free loaner instrument available? With Twin Village Music, you'll get a resounding yes to all these and many more questions. The fact is, Twin Village Music rents more instruments to school children than any other music store in western New York. Twin Village Music is an authorized dealer for Armstrong, Bach, Selmer, Yamaha, and many other name brand instruments of superior quality that are rigorously maintained by their own in-store repair shop. Quite simply put, they have better looking and better playing instruments that encourage student success. See and hear the difference for yourself. Visit Twin Village Music at 44 Central Avenue in Lancaster. Call 683-4879. Twin Village Music, serving Western New York for almost 60 years with superior quality, value, and service. Welcome back to The Music Makers, the podcast for elementary music teachers. Today we are talking about teaching tempo. I'm going to share activities for a variety of grade levels that you can do with tempo. To start off, I'm going to start with a fourth grade lesson. If you did listen to our episode on dynamics, this may sound familiar. In our episode about dynamics, I shared with you my lesson I do with Simple Gifts by Aaron Copeland. For this lesson, I use a YouTube video with the version Appalachian Spring, Variations on a Shaker Melody, Simple Gifts. Let's take a short listen. As you can tell from the title, or from listening, that this is a theme and variation on Simple Gifts, which is perfect for teaching tempo because it changes so often. The first thing I do is teach the students how to sing the song. Then they learn some small hand movements that I learned from Bill Lambert, retired elementary music teacher from Western New York. A video of me doing those movements can be found on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com. That's themusicmakerspodcast.com. After the students know the song, we listen to the theme and variation of Simple Gifts mentioned previously. We follow it by having a discussion on what they noticed when they listened, hopefully drawing some observations on the changing tempo. Next, we listen to the theme and variation again and do the movements this time. 
If they did not acknowledge or notice the changing tempo before, they should definitely get it now because the speed of their movements will be impacted. The assessment for this lesson is a trifold assessment worksheet. The trifold being that I assess students' ability to identify tempo, dynamics, and instrumentation orally. I don't assess all three things at the same time, but I do use the same worksheet. That worksheet is also available on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com. When students are assessed for tempo, we listen to the song as a class, and each variation is numbered on their worksheet. In the box next to the variation, they have a multiple choice of tempo markings, adagio, largo, andante, moderato, allegro, and presto. Students' job is to select the correct tempo marking for each variation. The variations change so minutely that it is a great assessment at their ability to recognize all the tempos. Students like to do the movements with it, and overall, it's a great activity. The next activity I'm going to share, I use with my first graders. I did briefly mention this activity in the technology episode, but Music k YouTube channel has a video called Presto Largo. This video uses animals, a turtle and a bunny, who are running a race. Let's take a listen to the song. You can find this song on YouTube, again, at Music K8's YouTube channel. The title is Presto Largo. I will have the link to the video on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com. For this song, I have students listen and watch first, and then we talk about what they observed. They should be able to tell you that the turtle ran fast and identify fast as Presto, and that the bunny ran slowly and identify slow as Largo. Next, we listen to the song again. This time, students are instructed to run in place when they are singing presto and walk in slow motion when they are playing largo. My students love this song and activity. After I complete this lesson, they ask me regularly to play this song. One way you could expand upon the movement in this activity is have them do it on an instrument. You could have them hit a drum really fast and then really slowly. You could use rhythm sticks. You know, it also could be a great reinforcement for the beat. So this is a very basic lesson I'm giving you, and obviously there's so many other things you could do with just one simple song. I am a huge advocate for movement in the elementary music classroom, so I focus a lot of my lessons on doing movement. So some other ones you could do with tempo is having them move to In the Hall of the Mountain King by Grieg. Students should walk to the beat of the song, this piece starts off quiet and slow, and by the end, students will basically be running. And what child doesn't want to run in class? 
Obviously, make sure you set up guidelines and rules so that they are safe. This song allows for the perfect opportunity for you to tie an expression. The title, In the Hall of the Mountain King, sets up a pretty great story basis for you and your students. Together, individually, or in small groups, you can have students think about what the song is about and what the storyline is. Guide the discussion to focus on the tempo and how that informs the story that is trying to be told. You could also do a similar activity with many different songs. I would recommend making a playlist or a CD so that it is easy to switch between songs. I think it is really important to always consider and integrate students' musical interests into your instruction, and this is a great way to do so. Start by playing any song. Let's say Million Reasons by Lady Gaga, which has a lento or largo tempo. Students should be instructed to move around the room or in one spot if we have COVID restrictions, and their movement should reflect the tempo of the song. At a random time, pause the song, and at that point, students should freeze and raise their hand to tell you the tempo of that piece. Once someone correctly gets the tempo, play the next song. I alternate from slow to fast to medium. Some other good songs for this are Footloose by Kenny Loggins for Presto, Despacito by Luis Fonzi and Justin Bieber for Moderato, and Beauty and the Beast by Howard Ashman and Alan Menken for Andante. There are so many great songs out there that our students would know, and this is another great way to tie in expressive intent. Ask your students about why they think the song is given that tempo. What does it say about the story being told? These are some good questions to get your students thinking about the bigger picture. William Tell Overture by Rossini is a great way for students to move to a presto tempo. This is also a great song for teaching form. My personal favorite way for students to move to this song is by using a parachute. If you don't have one, you could have them move their scarves or their bodies in a circle. The next song is a traditional folk song called The Cows Are Lost. There is a similar version called Hunt the Cows by Jean Ritchie, but I teach in an area where a lot of my students have cows at home on their farm, and I think Hunt the Cows is a little too abrasive for my students. I do this activity with my kindergartners or first graders, and it sounds like this. The cows are lost, so are the sheep. I think I'll lay down and go to sleep. Wake up your sleepy heads and go and find the cattle. Wake up your sleepy heads and go and find the cows. For this activity, students start in a standing position. We slowly get into a crouch position on the floor. So on the first line, the cows are lost. They kneel down on one leg. On, so are the sheep. Students kneel on the other leg. And on the, I think I'll lay down and go to sleep. Students should stretch their arms like a yawn and ultimately curl up in a ball on the floor. Now, this is the fun part of the song. In between the slow and the fast sections, it is up to the teacher, or if you want to assign a student to be the leader, to make that pause as long or as short as you want. 
The anticipation is so fun for the students, and it helps them with their listening skills. Sometimes we do a little snoring in between, too, and that adds to the fun. When you start singing the, wake up your sleepy heads and go and find the cattle, students should jump up and quick step in a circle or run in place, whichever you prefer. After you've done this a couple times, this is when I usually choose students to be the leaders, and they get to start the fast section when they choose. It also helps you assess individual students' ability to transition from a slow to a fast tempo. You could also do this with scarves by starting on the slow section with a nice flowy scarf movement. And on the B presto section, you could have them move their scarf really fast and crazy. I've also done this with a parachute and a stretchy band. You could do this with your rhythm sticks or a drum and have them keep the beat to it. There are so many different ways that with just this song, students can feel that shift from slow to fast. I don't know about all of you, but I really love using rhythm sticks with my students. I think there is so much you can do with them. I use rhythm stick activities to assess my students on a variety of skills. For tempo, I pass out a pair of sticks to each student. For this year with COVID-19, I have made individual bags for each of my students and their instruments stay in that bag and that way I don't have to worry about cleaning in between classes and potentially ruining my instrument, and each student gets a pair of rhythm sticks from kindergarten to fourth grade. I start off by calling out different tempos. Students should play their sticks either by hitting them together or on the ground to the corresponding tempo. After you have done it as a group a couple of times, you can start by having smaller groups do it, such as kids with brown hair or blue eyes. Then you can really narrow it down to having individual students show you how to play Largo or Presto. This is where you can get an assessment on students' understandings. Lastly, you could have another student be the teacher and demonstrate a tempo on their sticks and have students have to guess what it is or copy their actions. Another manipulative I love using in my classroom is bean bags or beanie babies. Right now, this is not an activity I can do due to COVID-19, but a great song I use with my beanbags or beanie babies is called Pass the Beanbag from Kimbo's Children Music Album, Beanbag Activities and Coordination Skills. Let's listen to it a little bit. We're gonna pass the beanbag slowly round the circle. We're gonna pass the beanbag round. But as you pass it, be sure to listen to the way that the music sounds. As you can tell, this music alternates between students passing the beanbag fast and slowly. It is great to assess their ability to move at these tempos and to work on their gross motor and hand-eye coordination skills. I have students pass the bean bags around a circle, but you could also use the song to have them just keep the beat with their bean bag on their bodies or the floor in front of them. A way I adapted it this year is using my rhythm sticks. Instead of passing, we just play our rhythm sticks to the beat. Animals are a great way to teach tempo and dynamics. Students can divide pictures of animals into groups that move fast or slow, 
Same thing with loud or quiet when you're doing dynamics. Animals are also great descriptors for movement activities. For example, tell your students to move like a cheetah or slow like a turtle. One really effective way to assess students' understanding of tempo is to assess their ability to identify the tempo by listening to a song. I pass out each student two cards. Depending on the age level, the cards may look slightly different. For kindergarten, one says fast with a cheetah on it and one says slow with a turtle on it. For fourth graders, I might give them cards that say Largo, Andante, Allegro, and Presto. Simply play a song and students hold up the correct card for the tempo. This is a quick, easy way for you to judge every student's understanding of tempo. Elizabeth Caldwell, the blogger I referenced earlier, has a great way to play students a song that is in a slow, medium, and fast tempo. Caldwell uses various styles of Irish music. The hornpipe is slow, the reel is medium, and the jig is fast. I love this idea, especially in March during St. Patrick's Day. What a great way to tie in a cultural reference and a holiday reference and still get the point across about tempo. Steve Reich, an American composer, made a great piece titled Different Trains in 1988. Reich combined pre-recorded train sounds and a porter voice over a composition for string instruments. Just like trains have to gain speed and eventually slow down, Reich reflects these tempos in his piece with an accelerando and retardando. This is a great piece for students to listen to and observe what they heard. There is also a great interview with him on composing the piece on YouTube, and I'll put that link on our website, The Music Makers Podcast. All right, the last activity I'm going to talk about are singing games. Having students sing in different tempos is a great way to get them to have a good understanding of the concept. A Ram Sam Sam is a Moroccan children's song and game. The YouTube channel, The Learning Station, has a great video of a possible dance you could do for this song. However, I have seen many different versions of the dance and the game. The song sounds like this. A ram sam sam, a ram sam sam, gooly 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 ram sam sam, a ram sam sam, a ram sam sam, gooly 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 ram sam sam, a rafik, a rafik, gooly 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 ram sam sam, a rafik, a rafik, gooly 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 ram sam sam. Now, the Learning Station YouTube channel that I referenced before adds a little section before the traditional song that sounds like this. Arms up high, reach for the sky, let's sing and move along to the silly, silly Ramsam song. And after they sing the song, they come back in with something similar to the introduction, but this time listen to what they set you up for. Arms up high. Reach for the sky. If you want to be a Ramsam master, you have to go a little faster. Each time you do the dance and sing the song, you get faster and faster. As you can imagine, this is a pretty fun activity to do with students, and they really enjoy it because they get super fast in the Learning Station video. And the final activity I'm going to share with you is a singing activity that you do need a little bit of prep work for. So you'll need to make or modify a spinner of some sort. And on the spinner, you're going to label sections Largo, Andante, Moderato, Allegro, and Presto, 
Or if you wanted to do this with younger students, you could use fast, slow, medium. Change it to what works for you. I have seen and heard many people call this activity tempo turn. I like using this activity as a warm-up with my third or fourth graders in chorus, but you could do it with other grades as well. First, the students need to sing a song in a tempo they normally would. When I do this with chorus, I usually use one of our warm-up songs, or a song that we've been practicing that they know very well. Then, have a student spin the wheel in whatever tempo it lands on. That's how the class has to sing. Now, if you don't have a spinner, you could just write tempos on different pieces of paper and pick them out of a basket or container. But this is a fun way for students to be in charge of it. A lot of the times, we model and students copy. This is a great way for students to really have to think about applying the tempo to a real-life situation, especially if you do it during chorus. You could definitely do this with band instruments too. You could do it with orchestra instruments. You could do it with the recorders. If you teach ukulele, you could do that as well. There's so many options. I just think this is a fun little game to get their minds ready to go. That is going to conclude our episode today. I hope you all learned at least one new activity or song that you can use to teach tempo. As always, all of our activity, resources, and repertoire will be available on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com. That's themusicmakerspodcast.com. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to email me at themusicmakerspod at gmail.com, or you can fill out the contact form on our website. Join me next week. I don't have a topic in mind, so if anybody has a topic they'd like to share, please feel free to reach out. I am thinking about maybe doing something with Halloween songs or fall songs. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And most importantly, don't forget to keep making music. The cover art for this podcast was designed by Nick Naparella. And the theme song is from Audio Jungle.